You're listening to the really useful podcast. This is the tech podcast for technophobes from makeusof.com. Uh, we're here to help you deal with the technical challenges in life that have been put in front of you by your technology, your mobile phone, your computer, the internet, um, a job search website, uh, social networks, uh, your smartphone, your smartwatch, uh, all of those things, maybe even a smart kettle. They're not working properly. Come to us and hopefully we've got a solution for you in the shape of one of these podcasts or one of the thousands of articles on makeuseof.com. My name is Christian Corley and with me this week is Ben Stegner. We're facing 2022. You are too. Is it going to be the year that you want it to be? This week, we're looking at how you can change your life for the better using the internet to find a new job, change the way you approach life and generally make things better, happier and put that stress and strain and the tribulations of the past few years behind you. Uh, ben, are you the sort of person who comes across a new year and thinks, I'm going to do something differently in the next 12 months? Um, I would say not really. Um, I kind of get that like I don't think nostalgia is the right word, but like at the end of the year, I kind of get retrospective and think, you know, what did I do this year? What were the highlights and things like that? And mm -hmm. I kind of think about generally what I would like to happen in the next year, but yeah. I'm not one of those people that sets like specific new year's resolutions and things like that. I think a lot of that is very easy to, I think because it's so popular to set like um, in the new year, I'm going to do this every week or whatever. Like it's very easy to just, that's a great idea. And then it, you do it for two weeks in January and then it just kind of drops off. So yeah. I, I kind of have like a kind of, I like the feeling of like one year closing and another one starting, but I don't use that as a, as the sole reason to make a big change, I guess, if that, if that makes sense. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. I mean, I, I, I would think that I'm largely the same, but when I think about it, do you know something? I mean, I've been freelancing since 2010 full time. And since January 2011, I've been giving myself a, a personal evaluation, and which uh, basically consists of me setting targets for building my business, basically, uh, but, uh, writing, um, meeting particular targets, achieving specific things, such as writing for a particular publication, or getting commissioned to write uh, something in a particular topic or in a particular genre or whatever. And then the following January, I look at these targets and think, did I hit this? Did I hit this? Yes, yes, no, no, yes, no. And look at ways that I could improve the things that I didn't do. And did, I'm, I, I suspect I'm possibly alone in this. I, I like that idea because it's good to have specific points you can look back on because hmm. it's too easy to just be vaguely like okay i want to you know it's either a vague goal or it's like a too big of a goal like i want to learn a language this year like obviously you're not going to master a language in a year unless you're already well on your way there um so like it, and you're saying specific like i want to be able to write for x different sites this year or i want to make this much progress on writing my book or whatever like that's a specific thing you can look back and say did i complete it yes or no not a vague goal that you have to interpret yeah, in yeah. some in some unclear way. I mean, it's not just that. I mean, I've been, I've written various uh, 
other things over the years, I once contributed to a video game, well, more than one video game project, um, which didn't, in the end, transpire, you know, didn't get commissioned in the end. Um, I've written comedy scripts, I've written book outlines, I've written chapters of books that I kind of got stuck with. But I, I do have this, uh, and we're getting away from things here slightly, but maybe we can bring this back to uh, the, the point of the podcast. I have this desire to write comedy. And I'm pretty sure I can write funny things, and I've written plenty of things that other people have laughed at. But putting it together and getting to grips with everything that is required is a lot of effort. And I think maybe when you've just had that kind of Christmas break, for whatever reason you have the break, whether you're celebrating Christmas or whatever you're celebrating at that time of year, and you're looking forward to this new cycle of 12 months, this new drift around the sun, maybe that is... You know, people just say, oh, well, it's just 12 months, it's just another year. But it is a good time to just take stock, look at what you've got, look at what you want, and find out how to get it, and then set sail. You know, start your voyage towards that that target, isn't it? Yeah, that makes sense. I've always liked, I know we've, we've talked about this before on the show, but I, I've always liked that period, like, between Christmas and New Year's. Um, it's only a week, but it's kind of like... You know, the whole the whole December, you're thinking about Christmas, getting ready, all that. And then once it's over, there's kind of like this limbo period where, like, I always take off around that time. And most of my family and friends are, too. So it's like you have this week where, like, you're done with Christmas, but it's not the new year yet. So you're kind of just off and enjoying people's company and kind of thinking about the last year. So there is that kind of that time is good for that. Like, before you have to jump into the reality of a new year, you're kind of just thinking about what you'd like to set it up to be. Yeah, absolutely. So, with this in mind, we're going to look at a few kind of self-improvement articles that make use of and ideas associated with them that maybe will give you the uh, the kick that you need or the encouragement that you need. Um, ben Stegner, a few years ago, you told Make Use of Readers about how to quit your job and finally pursue your passion. Now, this is something that I've done. So. Before we hear from me, how do you do that when you've been stagnant? Yeah, it's actually weird looking back because it was just about five years ago this month that this happened. So it's it's weird to think I've been doing this for five years full time. So um, you can read the article. From the, it's, you know, it's dated now, obviously. I'm, I've become a better writer in five years. But um, the, the long and short of it is that um, I never thought I would be a writer. I didn't really care for it too much in, in elementary school and high school. So... Um, yeah, when I was in college, I started writing for make use of, and it was kind of like a side thing for me. And when I graduated, I got a job working in it, which I did for a while and it was good. I didn't dislike it, but it was a lot of driving around and, you know, you're responsible for, um, different clients. So if something's melting down when you're there that day, it's just a stressful day and you got people calling you from other clients. So I always was able to still make time for writing when I came home. Like I was tired, obviously from my day job, but I still wanted to write articles and work for make use of. And I was sad that I had to turn opportunities down because I just didn't have time with my full-time job. Um, and then a couple things that were offered at the site around that time opened up and I kind of ran the numbers and thought I could do this full time uh, and be happier than what I was doing in it and have more free time and stuff like that. So decided to take the plunge and I left my job in it and have been doing various work for make use of ever since started out just writing at that point. But, became an editor shortly after too. So 
I kind of had the framework set up. You know, I didn't just quit my job and then just, you know, move somewhere else and try to become an artist or something. I mean, I had a framework for what I was going to do. So it wasn't super crazy to do it, I guess, but it was still a leap. Mm. Yeah, it, it is always a leap. In my case, and I think I may have mentioned this on the podcast before, uh, we, I was, I decided that I wanted to write at a very young age. And when the internet came along, it became clear to me that this was an opportunity to use World Wide Web, but I didn't really know how to use World Wide Web to make money. And it wasn't until the mid-2000s that I found that people, that websites where people would pay you to write for them. Uh, one that I used was guru.com, where I offered my services as a writer and fulfilled uh, some uh, briefs and was paid. Um, and I knew that this was the opportunity that I was looking for, but it, it still didn't really come together. And then I found some websites to write for, and over time I wrote more and more and more, and then came, to, like you, it came to a situation where it appeared that I could make money from these, uh, from this. And I eventually took the plunge. But, I mean, I don't know about you, and we didn't, re- I didn't ask you, but I mean, when I did it, I, uh, I, I didn't, it's not like I woke, woke up one day and said, I'm doing this. I basically got to a particular stage where I was getting annoyed with work and strange decisions being made and, you know, the, the, the reason for being there changing because suddenly you've, you've been sidelined into some kind of apparently irrelevant project or whatever. Um, I had been working towards a particular state of being able to leave, being able to earn enough money uh, from writing to be able to say, well, I don't need this job anymore. And I did that one day in late August, early September, and left and left the job a month later. And so it was like October time when I went freelance, as it were. It's not something that I was able to do on the 1st of January. I imagine it's the same for you. Yeah, I mean, I could have waited until like the new year at the time. It was 2016, so I could have done that, but... I think for me, I remember saying this at the time, you know, with some of the staff that was at the site when I first joined, because um, I was working at, at a Subway sandwich shop when I started writing for Make Use Of, and I kind of, I don't know if it was because I was working online or because it was freelance, but it felt like to me like it wasn't a quote-unquote real job, you know, like I was in college, so I was work, I was learning things to get a quote-unquote real job, whatever that means, I don't, still don't really know what a real job is, you know, but um, so at the time I thought, you know, I have writing, but I still need to stay at Subway because it's a real job. And then even in school, you know, I thought I need to keep going and finish my last two years because I need to get my degree and get a quote unquote real job. So I guess it, for that time, it kind of felt like writing was just something on the side for me. And I wasn't sure that it would be enough. And then I kind of over time, as I got better at it and kind of realized my output, capabilities that I realized it could be something I could do full time and make enough money to do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's um I mean it's gonna be different for everyone. It's gonna be different for you. But I, I think the main part of what we just discussed is if you have a dream or a desire or an aim or an achievement that you want to meet in forthcoming year, it's not just gonna happen like that. You have to plan for it. In order to plan for it, you might think about taking a test. And again, Ben, I'm going to have to throw this to you. There is, uh, there are all sorts of tests on the internet, aren't there? Personality tests, skills tests, intelligence tests, unintelligence tests, 
there's Twitter as well, which I think is a test for everyone. Um, <laughs> but um, you've, you've looked at of 10 tests that are worth taking to help anyone find their quote unquote, in my case, purpose in life to find your life's mission, haven't you? Yeah. So with the disclaimer that, you know, there's a lot of tests and quizzes on the internet that are, a lot of them are just, you know, some random person coming up with, you know, stupid quizzes. So don't put stock into all of them, but there are definitely some personality uh, tests like the ones I've outlined in this article that can kind of, I guess if you, you might already have something that kind of feels like your purpose um, or your passion. So maybe it's a, a skill or a hobby, you know, you want to become an artist or you love gardening or baking or something and you kind of know what you love. Um, but there's also people that what you're doing right now just doesn't really seem like it's driving you and you want to kind of explore what's out there. Mm-hmm. So uh, there are different tests like this. Um, there are some to find your life's mission. So Mark Manson's seven strange questions uh, is one where he it's odd questions that aren't just like, you know, what do you like to do? They're more like off the wall. Um, things like that. There are, and most of these aren't very long to Tina Sue's 15 questions, uh, 30 questions. You know, most of these aren't terribly long, but um, they're in the article we have outlined that you can find in the show notes, of course. But I guess if you want to just kind of explore, kind of turn your scattered thoughts and see what someone who deals with this stuff all the time is thinking about, um, would, would think would be a good fit for you. They can be a good way to just kind of explore what's out there. Um, I don't know because some of these are two are just like to find a better career or something like that. So maybe it's not just that you need to leave your job and pursue a hobby or anything like that. Maybe it's just, you need to shift your career or maybe just after work, you need a new hobby that brings you joy. Um, you know, there's one of these lists, just literally a list of hobbies. So, you know, if you're thinking I'm not interested in becoming a musician or gardening or whatever, there's just this massive list of random hobbies that you might never have thought of um, that can kind of just open your eyes to what's out there collecting yeah. and things like that. One of the things I've noticed over the years is that um, we become different people over over time. And... It isn't time that does that. It's kind of it's experiences that we, we go through. Those experiences help us to find out what sort of person we are. So and you know what 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 challenges we, we we will attempt, how they will affect us, and what our reaction is to that. They all form uh, our character and our personality, and, and whatever it is that you end up doing, it's always good to know that you have the skills to. If not be successful at them, then to certainly be dis- have the desire to want to give it a go, because you don't get anywhere if you don't give it a go in the first place. Yeah, I think sometimes just trying something. I mean, obviously, not. I'm not saying you know you quit your job and do something like that. I'm saying just in general, um, if you're anything like me, I tend to dislike things if I'm not good at them at first. I've yeah. been like this since I was a kid. So if I try something. Um, I, I was good at school and a lot of things like that as a kid. So I, when I was little, I was used to, I'm good at stuff. So if I would try something and it didn't click right away, I would just get upset and not want to do it. And I can still be like that. So, um, if you're like me, maybe you just need to try a bunch of different things and something will click and you'll be good. You'll get interested in it. But remember that it's not always going to be that easy. You know, some things you might have to spend a little bit of money and get some equipment for your hobby or whatever, um, to where it's not just going to click at first, but, you know, based on what you know about your personality, I think you should be able to find something that seems like it'll be 
a fit for what, what kind of what drives you, even if it's not a career change and just something you do on the weekends or whatever. Now, I mean, if, if you, your career change for 2022 is something sort of creative, I would not recommend using the site that I use, which is uh, guru.com because it's, uh, it's a very different beast these days. I don't have the familiarity with it that I did once. And it also feels a bit of a closed shop. Uh, something like fiverr.com on the other hand is a lot more accessible to creatives of all levels to offer their services. It is possibly the best place to find freelance work. Uh, if it isn't the best, it's certainly one of the best. And you know, you can set a price. It's called Fiverr for a reason. Uh, you might just do a list an easy task for five pounds or five dollars and then you know, step up. Uh, the same task done so many times or an expansion of the task or whatever that you offer as a service for higher amounts of money. Um, with Fiverr.com, we've got a great guide to it, how to get started on Fiverr and list your first gig. And this, this gives you everything that you need to know, how to get started on Fiverr. You basically, you sign up, you set up your Fiverr profile, you enter a description of yourself, set your languages, uh, link your social accounts, enter your skills, any relevant education and certifications, and then list a gig. And then people will come and look for you when they have a task that you meet. Uh, this covers everything, writing, photography, web design, coding, uh, voice artistry, an entire raft of uh, creative disciplines covered by providers on Fiverr. Uh, so that's worth checking out if it is something creative that you have in mind. Alternatively, it might be something more business oriented. And, you know, there are so many things for budding entrepreneurs to uh, use online to get themselves set up for business. Uh, there's Kickstarter where you can list projects that you're working on and need funding for. And it, it's, as long as it's a halfway mature project that people can see some sort of tangible benefit from, then it's going to get backed. Uh, there's GitHub where you can store your code and work on it with other people, collaborate online. Online, there's Entrepreneur, there's Fundable, there's Khan Academy for uh, learning more about uh, business and tools to educate entrepreneurs. There's Inc for uh, managers and owners of growing private companies. And the, the, the list is, I mean, this is a list of six, but the list really is endless. The internet is, you know, a lot of people use the internet for social networking, uh, for uh, cat pictures, for adult material, for online gaming, and for, for reference. But really, the entire sum of human knowledge is on there, and it is a open shop still in many, many ways for everyone to find a way of earning their living in a way that they enjoy doing or that's satisfying for them, and dozens have to rely on working for, quote, unquote, the man. I feel like I've been ranting. <laughs> I know there's, there's a lot to get through, so I, I get it. Um, yeah, I, I don't have too much experience with any of the tools that you listed. I've used Kickstarter as a, as a support or not as a project runner. Um, I, I would find it interesting, honestly, to, to dive back into Fiverr. Um, I remember using or at least visiting that site when it was pretty new. And I, I, I want to say, I'm probably remembering this wrong. I thought that it, when it was new that everything had to be $5. Mm -hmm. So all the jobs were like very simple, 
like make me a quick logo or record a yeah, one yeah. minute voice clip or whatever. So I think it's cool that they've kind of expanded beyond that. I think, I think when I was running my podcast, I might've put a job out to like make me a logo or something. I don't remember if that ever panned out, but yeah, I mean, you think about I'm, the amount of people that need someone online to do something and the amount of people that are looking so that back up, you think about the amount of people that, need someone to perform a task and the people that are able to do that. And, you know, the internet makes it so easy to connect those people. Like I said, if you need a graphic designer to make you a logo or you need a voice actor to record a few lines for you, like you don't have to go out and find someone in person and go through an agency and all that. It's just lift, li- listed on here and yeah. it might take a while, but if you have a unique skill, put yourself on Fiverr or something like that. And you never know if, when people are going to need what you can offer. Yeah, I'd agree with that. And, you know, I mean, we've kind of looked a lot at this kind of, um, this, this improve the next year from a very kind of uh, career kind of perspective, haven't we? But there's so many other things that you could be doing with the next 12 months. You could be, for example, uh, learning new skills. You could start an online course. And if, uh, if you find the right provider for that online course, sign up to it. There's plenty of free courses on the internet. And as well as paid courses. So these are, these are things that you could, uh, and start doing in order to develop new skills, whether they are skills that will help you with work or just things that you're interested in learning. Maybe you're interested in, uh, uh, genealogy to find more about your family tree, or maybe you're interested in coding to learn how to, uh, program apps or games or whatever. Uh, there's a great article I'll make use of at the moment, uh, how to jumpstart a journaling habit with seven simple templates. I've been, uh, keeping a, uh, I'd like to say daily diary journal, but that's not quite the case. It's probably uh, three or four times a week at best. And I've done that by buying a fountain pen that I like to use and a moleskin diary, uh, which is okay. It's not as nice as the fountain pen. And my desire to use the fountain pen has kind of uh, jump-started my journaling habit. Uh, but I mean, it's not always the case. And people like to use uh, digital equipment, computers, tablets, whatever. Which is why tablets come at Big Farm, which is why templates come in useful. This article uh, features templates for uh, OneNote and Evernote, and uh, those are both great tools for keeping a journal. I, um, I'm using my uh, Samsung tablet record this at the moment, and on there I have a, uh, there is a Samsung app for uh, keeping uh, notes, which will, you can either type them in or use voice, or you can use the stylus to write them on. And I use that quite often as well when uh, I'm not close to my usual journal. If I ever get to the point where I have to compile my various journals into some sort of readable format, uh, it's going to be all over the place. Good luck. Yeah, I've never... I think journaling is an interesting idea. I've never really done it myself um part of it is that i don't my handwriting is not very good so i don't really like to do anything that involves me writing on physical paper <laughs> so i would def, i would i would i mean I, I my writing is okay if i take it slow but i when i want to get through something i tend to write quickly and it's just a mess so i would definitely prefer to do it with some kind of digital app um i downloaded it was from a make use of article that i heard about it an app called dailyo it's like a small daily journal kind of thing, but it takes like a super lightweight approach to where instead of you having to something like this where you write out what you want to say, it has like a five scale, like how was your day? And it's like, you know, the worst one is a, an angry frown and the best one is like a super smiling face. 
So you pick like how you're feeling and then you, there, you can add tags to add like what you did that day. So like, you know, I exercised today or I drank a lot of water today or I went for a walk today or I spent time with my friends or whatever you want to track. Um, and over time, you know, you look back on the calendar and you can see that I, I felt good this many days this month or, you know, when I s- smoked, I didn't feel, you know, anything like that. Um, so I, I like the idea of it, but I kind of felt like after I used it for a few weeks, a lot of my days are kind of similar. So I kind of felt like I was just saying the same thing every day and it wasn't really that useful. So I would be open to some other form of journaling, but I feel like the way I've tried it so far didn't really work for me. And we'll take a moment from our usual podcast proceedings to just remind you that the really useful podcast can be found pretty much anywhere you find podcasts. So we're on Apple Podcasts, we're on Spotify, we're on Google Podcasts. We're hosted at Transistor.fm, so you can find us there as well. We're also on YouTube and, of course, on MakeUseOf.com. Now, however you subscribe to the really useful podcast and listen to us, it would be amazing if you could take a moment to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. That will help us to find new listeners and take our podcast to ever greater heights. You'll find the link to our Apple Podcast page in the show notes. Thanks a lot. Now, there is something else that uh, is always on people's minds for the coming year and that is changing diets or getting fit or a combination of the two. Uh, I've changed diets twice in the past 11 years. The first time was for fertility treatments and more recently I've had to put dairy out. Now these are things that these aren't things that I've been able to plan. They're basically things that have kind of been thrust upon me. So I'm not the best person to say if you're going to do a diet, now is the best time to do it. Because I'm the sort of person who, who gets told you need to change your diet. I say, oh, right, well, we'll do it now. So, I mean, maybe this whole 12-month cycle thing is just another 12 months. Or maybe it's not. But like anything else, changing your diet requires preparation. Deciding to get fit requires preparation. It requires knowing what you're going to do and how you're going to do it. Uh, knowing which foods you're going to be using and how to cook them, knowing what parts of your body you need to work on and how to work on them, what your discipline is going to be, whether you're going to go for running or cycling or swimming. I like swimming particularly, although it seems to be quite difficult to go swimming these days uh, since COVID. Um, so there are tools, there are tricks, there are apps, there is tech hardware, smart hardware that can help you do all of these things and I think they are probably best addressed in a future really useful podcast. We've reached the end of this week's show, and I think it's really important to just recap on the fact that we're looking at what you can do to improve things for yourself in 2022. But at the same time, alongside and maybe even replacing everything that we've said, take a look at the great things that you have in your life now. Don't look at next year as being your chance to be a new you or to completely rework your life without first taking a few moments to think about the great things that you've got in your life already because we've all got great things in our lives and you know this podcast this week's show it isn't here to make you feel bad it's here to help you find the best way to move forward and do something new for the next 12 months but uh, don't do that without remembering who you are 
and the great things you've achieved so far. And, you know, the good things in your life that you want to keep hold of. Yeah, for sure. I think it's always good to, you know, remember that you're not, don't think like, oh, I'm worthless, so I need to learn a new skill or my, you know, I'm crap at my job, so blah, blah, blah. I mean, it's, you can improve, you can want to improve yourself and make good changes while still acknowledging that you're doing a lot of good so far and you've come a long way. So don't feel like you have to beat yourself up to learn something new. And the other small thing I would say right now, too, on the point you touched about with, you know, don't see January 1st as your first day. Small changes can be really big, too. Um, think about, you know, I don't know when you're listening to this, but just say it's December 1st or middle of December, or whatever. Um, you can think, you know, if I start whatever, five minutes a day on Duolingo to learn a new language, or I start, um, you know, watching one video about guitar basics on January 1st, you'll have a 30 day, 15 day, whatever head start on people that waited until January 1st. So if you want to make a small change, you can probably spare five, 10, 15 minutes a day to make a little bit of progress. So it's not just like, okay, on January 1st, I'm going to spend three hours a day learning guitar. That's a big order, but you can break it up into small pieces and make progress sooner than you thought you would. Yeah, that's a good tip. That's a good tip. I like that. Uh, so that brings us to the end of this week's really useful podcast. Uh, everything, I hope, because we've discussed a lot, uh, everything we've talked about, you'll find in the show notes uh, accompanying this podcast. Until next time, it's goodbye from myself, Christian Corley, and him, Ben Steck.